0: Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. Father, thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being faithful. As I share with your people for these few moments, Fill my mouth with words that change the trajectory of lives forever. Thank you. Have your way and be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Usher's team, I my will need all of those props. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through verse 21, we've been looking at this passage for the last several weeks in this family circus series we're in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 and band don't go too far away cuz i'll need you guys in just a few moments Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 so be careful how you live don't live like fools but like those who are wise make the most of every opportunity in these evil days don't act thoughtlessly But understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making melody or making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, we'll come back to Ephesians chapter five in just one moment. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. It says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Amplified Classic Edition says for the ending point, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating the dividing line of breath of life and immortal spirit and joint and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. So the word of God is a sword. But James 1, through 25, we've looked at in this series, it says, be ye doers of the words and not hearer only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. The word of God is a sword, and the word of God is a mirror. And so we were doing this series, The Family Circus, and I began to think about a movie called The Greatest Showman, and there's a song that this, the young lady in the movie just tore up called This Is Me and just tore up singing that song, singing This Is Me. And there's a part of that song that says, I'm brave, I'm bruised, I'm who I'm meant to be, this is me. A lot of people live their life with that song, this is me, this is who I am. But my question to you, is that really who you are? Because we sing songs and we make these declarations, but that might not be who you actually are. Well, how do you know who you really are? You got to look in the mirror and see who you really are. Say, the word tells me who I really am. Say it again, say, the word tells me who I really am. So if you look to anything else to tell you who you are, you will have a wrong identity. Too many people look to their past, to the culture, to the government, to entertainment, to celebrities to tell them who they are. If you don't look at the mirror, you will be confused and have an identity crisis. The Word of God tells you who you are. Say, the Word of God tells me who I am. But sometimes when we're looking at who we are, there's a whole bunch of stuff we're looking at. So the Word of God is also a sword. It knows how to cut through some things. It knows how to expose you to exactly what you really think, what's really in your heart. And then if you were to look at the Word through the mirror and the sword, what would you see? Go back to Ephesians 5. Because one of the statements I've made again and again in the series, I'll make it again now, is this life that we're called to live is impossible without the help, guidance, and power of the Holy Spirit. We have to stay full of the Spirit if we're going to enjoy this life and live it successfully. Ephesians 5 verse 18. New Living Translation, once again, don't be drunk with wine because I will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. That phrase, be filled, in the Greek means be being filled or stay filled. The comparison is someone who keeps drinking till they're drunk in the same way you got to keep being filled with the Holy Ghost until you're full. But most Christians don't stay full. What do you mean stay full? You can be full one moment and not full the next. How many of you ate till you were full yesterday? Let me see your hands. Are you still full now? No, something. Come on, Pastor, hurry up and preach. Because I am definitely not full. I'm feeling empty at this moment. Because in Acts 2, it says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, with the Bible evidence of speaking other tongues. But when you get to Acts chapter 4, verse 31, they were praying in the place where their symbol was shaken together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost all over again. See, there's one baptism in the Holy Ghost, but there's many refillings. So just because you're filled one day doesn't mean you're going to be filled the next. I heard someone ask this pastor, he said, you know, someone asked me, you know, do you have a spirit-filled church? He says, I hope so. Some days. Maybe. Well, what was the point? Do you stay filled? Come on, 100 years ago, they used to ask this question. Are you saved? Are you sanctified? They say, yes, but are you filled? Are you filled? Meaning, did you get baptized in the Holy Ghost? But if we actually accurately answer that question, yes, you were filled one day at the altar, but are you filled today? Or are you running empty? Just because you can talk another tongue doesn't mean you're filled. It means you are baptized. Just because you can pray in the Holy Ghost does not mean you're full. It just means one day you got submerged. But when's the last time you had any oil on you? It's like that that phrase that went viral in church culture a few years ago. Where the oil, baby, where the oil at? Too many of us settle for ashy Christianity. We walk outside and the world knows we dry. Just don't rub your knees together, you could start a fire. That's how ashy some of our Christianity is. When the word Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. When's the last time you had some anointing on you where it was evidence? I'm preaching a message to you for your heart. Don't analyze it with your head. You in your heart right now. Where's the oil at? If you were to look in the mirror, could you say, I'm full? Or you could say, there's a drop somewhere. Cause some of us treat the anointing of God like we treat our cars. We drive around. It's like I know how far my car can go I don't have to fill up right now yes I know the light is on I know it tells me to go stop but I know my car I can go a little bit longer I may say this from personal experience with all the people laughing I know you say it from personal experience as well the thing is it's dangerous to do that with your car but even more dangerous to do it with your spirit because you can live for years and decades on empty and when you're on empty you do stupid things can anybody testify of doing stupid things when they're empty and so it is your job to stay full Hebrews 2.1 says we have to pay attention to the things we heard unless we let them slip. The word slip means to run out like a leaky vessel, which means things you heard and knew and shouted about and danced about and rolled around the floor about and celebrated 10 years ago may not be in here no more. Because if you don't pay attention, it will leak. Faith will leak. Being full of the Spirit will leak. Because sometimes you have to realize this. okay. You come to church— and this is you. You came to church. So glad you showed up. You got a pour. Maybe you open your Bible every day. You got some more. Maybe you prayed a little bit. Maybe you talked in a tongue a little bit. Praise God. You're not quite full, but you got something. But life requires a pour. Family. Job. Another election, (laughs) the economy, something random, oh my gosh. And maybe you're mature enough, it's like, I need to pray a little bit more. This week has been a lot, let me pray a little bit more. I need to read another chapter. But life keeps coming, and then sometimes, not sometimes, the enemy doesn't play fair, and where he's like, I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to do what I need to be poured out. But it seems like I got some holes. I was doing pretty good, so now I'm going to fill up. And I thought I had some left, but what I had is dripping away. Because if you're not careful, you can get full of the wrong thing. See, it says in Acts chapter 5 to some Holy Ghost baptized believers, Peter said, How have you let Satan fill your heart? Whew. Be one thing if you was talking to heathens, he talked to two believers in the house of God who had been baptized in the Holy Ghost. How have you let Satan fill your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? He wasn't talking to sinners. He was talking to saints. See, you gotta be careful because you can be full of the wrong thing, especially if you keep listening to the wrong voices. And so you get empty of the stuff that you're supposed to be filled with, and because you've been stabbed so many times, stabbed in the back so many times, stabbed by everybody so many times, instead of filling up with the stuff you should be full of, you fill up with trash. And now when you go to pour, you pour out trash, sanctified self, pouring out trash. Could that be why the church has very little power? Because we'll fight each other over a Senate candidate. And once election over, we won't ever pray for him. Something's wrong with that. We'll have a culture war over whoever's running in office, yet we don't know how to pray for them. And do you know what happens? Oh, I don't wanna say it that way. Yeah, I'll say it. <laughs> That's why the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in this nation is taken advantage of. They know if we get turned up, we'll show up for the elections. And they don't have to do anything until they provoke us four years later. And they leave us alone, and we fight each other, and we have no power. And we run on empty. I'm not saying you're going to hell. I'm not saying you don't love Jesus. But you ain't got much to offer to a dying world. said, this is me. Is this you? Because you got a to pour today for what the Holy Ghost did, but what you going to look like tomorrow? Or tonight, for that matter? You have to make a decision to stay full, even on the most trying day. To where you might have started your day in the Word and prayer. You did good. He's like, you know, I'm going to spend extra. I'm going to pray in my understanding. I'm going to pray in tongues. I'm going to read my Bible. I did my confessions. Man, but that day was a trip. And the day's not even over yet. He said, it is noon, and I've been tried by every single devil, principality, power, might, dominion, throne, everything has tried me, and I haven't even had lunch yet. So what do you do on the days when I did what i was supposed to do, but it already feels like I'm running on empty? How do I make the right decision when I've been doing what I was supposed to do? It's a question I ask myself, and it's a question that we sing. Is he worthy? I don't feel like doing right but you're worth it. I don't feel like walking in love, but you're worth it. I don't feel like being holy, but you're worth it. And to ask the question, is he worthy? I have to look at him. So how do I see him? He's in your heart. You know him with whatever is trying you that day, if you were to look full in, this, full in the face of Jesus and ask that question, what would you say? Yeah, he's worthy. Even though it feels like I'm running on empty, I've done everything I'm supposed to do, he's worthy so I'm going to make the right decision. And I'm as soon as I have a chance, I'm going to go back and get poured into if I gotta take a couple minutes away, go to the bathroom pray in the Holy Ghost, I'm gonna do that. If I have to go to my car real quick to pray, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna look for time to get just a little bit more. Just get a little bit more. Because said, be filled with the Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. One of the things with people who struggle with addictions, they look for that next drink. They make opportunities for that next drink. They find that next drink. How What would it look like if we had some Christians who are always looking for the next poor, looking for the next top of the Holy Ghost? Just fill me up, keep filling me up, fill me up. I need another, I need another, I need another. Not just, okay, I have to rush to church building and get filled, but I know him so well. Give me some more, Jesus, I need you. You're not a figment of my imagination. You're not someone far away. You are my God and you are with me. the script says he gives more grace. You having a trying day? He'll give more. But you have to learn to turn to him. And as you already heard a few minutes ago, humble yourself before him. And then he'll give more grace. But if you never look in that mirror, you never let the sword deal with you, you'll stay an ashy Christian. You'll run on empty all your decades. I'm not saying you don't make heaven. I just don't know if you're bringing anybody with you. I'm not saying you won't make heaven. I'm not saying you won't bring heaven to earth. You have to be being filled. And also, as it says in 2 Corinthians 3, we are changed from glory to glory as we look at Jesus. For Where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. And as we look at him, we are changed. And when we ask that question, is he worthy? We think about everything he has done for us. And you know, the more you think about him and meditate what he's done, the more you will see him. I'm not saying you'll see him appear to you even though that he does do that. But in your heart, in your mind, throughout your soul, an image of him is up before you, and he's like, I will make that decision for him because he's worth it. He's worth my sacrifice. He's worth me putting up with this. He's worth me dealing with this. So no matter what I'm going through, I choose him. I choose him because he chose me. On my worst day, He chose me. On my worst day, He picked me. Do you know there's a reason why God chose you? Have you ever thought about what were the reasons He chose you to do what He's called you to do? Because the word call means an invitation. He invited you to do something. There's a reason He invited you. And a couple years ago, I just took some time to walk outside to pray, and I was processing something I was going through. And a thought rose in my heart, because a lot of times we go through things and we learn to deal with them, but we shut ourselves off. And instead of maturing, we age. And when we age, we lose some things. And the question rose my heart. Are there some things I've lost? That was the reason God picked me in the first place. so I went on journey how do I find those things I lost because so many times instead of having skin like a rhino and heart as soft as we can our skin is soft and our heart is hard how do we go from that to being a person God can use asking that question is he worthy is he worth me forgiving that person yeah he is Is he worth me changing careers? Yep, he is. Is he worth me moving? Yes, he is. Is he worth me putting up with this day-to-day stuff? Yeah, he is. But when I ask that question, I'm looking at him because I know he's with me. I've gone through some things sometimes and I'll go to pray and it seems like he was so far away. I am asking, like, where are you? You seem so far away. And he reminded me that during those times, he was right there with me. He felt like you're far away, but I knew you were with me. You'll go through things. It feels like he's far away, but he's with you. And when you know that, you can ask that question, is he worthy? And he'll say yes, and you'll make the right decision. Is he worthy? So, Minister Camila and Brother Gino, help me finish this message. And I want you guys to sing out. But as you sing it, you know there's some things you need to do, some choices you need to make, the responsibility you have of be being filled and staying filled, not just for you and yours, but the world needs Christians who are overflowing with the Holy Ghost, overflowing with faith, overflowing with all the things God has put on the inside of you. One of the things we'll talk about on New Year's and going into January is about how your heart is a storehouse, The Scripture says, that God puts things in. And you're going to have to learn how to pull things out that he put in. And it's easier to pull things out when you're full. If you're running on empty, it's a struggle to get that thing. Mark consider considered this way. There's some gifts and abilities that are not even active until you're full. So there's many Christians who've never seen themselves acting and operating the way God called them because they've never stayed full. But how do we get on the path where we live full? By asking that question every day Is he worthy? Amen. I believe today's message encourages encourage you, It strengthens you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the Metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at FCCGA.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You could also visit us on our social media pages, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. We'd love for you to connect with us. We also have a podcast on Apple Podcasts as well us on Spotify. We have two. One is called The Faith Podcast, and then we have our daily devotional podcast, which is called Faith in the Morning. I look forward to seeing you out on many different social media platforms and in person at Faith Christian Center. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember, something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. God bless.